Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, I'm going to walk you through step number four out of my proven and unique nine-step system to help you find back to deep resting natural sleep and get back to those high energy levels that we all deserve to have and that we all can have. So today we're going to talk about our bodies and very specifically about the power sleep categories for our bodies. So after this week's episode, you will know exactly where and how to prepare your body for deep natural sleep. If you're ignoring your body at the moment, so you might be implementing random sleep tips or getting confused because things are not working, then after this week's episode, you will start treating your body in the right way. You're going to start thinking in categories and implementing things that relate to your personal needs. And by the way, what we're doing here right now is the fun part. It's just about gaining practice. We're going to test things. We're going to have a playful, joyful way of doing this. So stay with me here and let's move on quickly because I've got a lot to share with you today. Essentially, what I want you to do is to imagine your sleep as a painting on a canvas. This is just a metaphor, so you don't have to have a specific picture in mind. You don't have to start drawing or anything, but we're going to think of our sleep as this perfect per painting, this drawing on a canvas. And what we're going to talk about today is the usage of color palettes. So there are colors in this picture, right? And we want to choose and get experience with the color palettes. And these are our categories, right? So if we pick one color, pick your favorite color, there are different shades of that color on the color palette. And what we want to do today is to test different things in a category. So we've got our color palettes. We're going to take that brush and just use a couple of those colors that relate to us, that we say, okay, that could be helpful. That could be a beautiful color. And just do a couple of strokes and see if it works. If the color works on the paper for you or not. And uh, that way we're going to gain experience. And that's what it's all about. The steps four, five, and six are all about practice. We're just going to practice things. We're going to experience things. This week we're going to talk about the body. After that we're going to talk about nutrition and the mind. So the first category that we're going to have a look at together, the first color palette, will be our bedroom. We spend a lot of time in our bedrooms, somewhere between 6 and 10 hours every day, and it's often an undervalued category when it comes to sleep for some reason. I love this category because things that we do for and in our bedrooms typically are like an investment. So we have to do things once. We have to get them right once, spend a little bit of money, spend a little bit of time and effort, and then we're going to reap the rewards over days, weeks, months, and even years. So it's well worth putting work into this category. The way we're going to have a look at the bedroom in regards to our body is that we're going to walk through our sensory factors because that's all what counts when it comes to our bodies, right? We can feel things, we can see things, we can listen to things, we can smell and taste things. And the first four sensory factors have a relevance for our bedroom, the taste not so much. So we're going to walk through the first four. 
First, what do we feel? And the first thing when it comes to feeling stuff in our bedroom is our bed. Don't get frugal when it comes to getting a decent bed. We want to have a very good mattress. We want to have uh, great cushions. We want to have cozy blankets. We want to feel good. We don't want to have pain in our shoulders or our back when we lay down because it's a cheap mattress or simply the wrong one. We want to take care that we get the right bed into our bedrooms. There are also special cushions that you can use for your neck or your knees. If you have pain at certain points, that will help you. I, I uh, use a knee cushion since I have my slip disc, which really helps me to uh, relax better at nighttime. So it takes away the pain in my back. Um, you can also think about changing sleep positions, right? You might be lying on your back and if you tend to snore, lying on your back will promote snoring. It can also get you uh, to experience sleep apnea and uh, maybe just changing your sleep position, testing that can be an option for you. If you're lying curled together like a little baby, you might want to stretch uh, and these are only ideas, right? It's not a one-fits-everybody solution here. These are just ideas that you can think about and just pick the color shades that are right for you, that feel right for you, and test it. And we're going to do that in a joyful way. Pick things that you love to do, and that's going to make the process so much easier. So let me tell you a couple of things that you can do for your auditive sensory factors, which are kind of straightforward. The first thing is if you're living with a family, a partner, whatever, you can ask your partner to be quiet when you go to bed. That's sometimes obvious, but other people might be watching TV in the living room and that could disturb you. So ask these people to do that. If somebody's in your bedroom listening to uh, music, whatever, ask this person to use headphones. You can close your door, you can close your window, which would be a trade-off when it comes to the fresh air, but it might be important for you to block out noise out of your bedroom. And you can also wear ear plugs. These are little plugs you put into your ears and they block out the noise. Typically, if you get one or if you're thinking of testing these, you will see how many decibels, and this is how noise gets measured, these earbuds are able to block out of your ear. So check that you get good ones here. So let's move on to the next sensory factor, which is sight. And when we are talking about sight in relationship to our sleep, then we're really talking about light. Because we've got little receptors in our eyes that pick up on light, in particular on blue light, and give that information to a thing called the SCN in our brain. And the SCN is something like our main inner clock. And guess what? As long as it gets the information that there's still light outside, it tells our body that it's daytime and it will make it harder for us to fall asleep as a result. There are different sensitivities out there to this, but as a general rule, and we should all try to block and lock out light out of our bedrooms. So an easy way to do so is to get a thick curtain and pull that in front of your window. You can also try to avoid having electrical screens in your bedroom and use them at nighttime. Try to ban all of that out of your bedroom. And if nothing else helps, you can think about getting a sleep mask and wearing that at nighttime. So let's finish off this color palette by talking about the smell. 
And there are a couple of ways to get a good smell into our bedrooms and there are a couple of good reasons why we should do so. The smell is connected to our emotional center. So smell can trigger good or bad emotions right away. And we want to benefit from this, giving our brains, our noses, our brains smells that relax us, that calm us down like lavender and many others out there. So you can get that smell into your bedroom by using an aroma diffuser that you can buy on Amazon. Uh, there are also cushion sprays, pillow sprays out there that you can use that have a very good set of ingredients to promote relaxation. And the last thing that you might want to think about is to use a washing powder that just has a good calm smell for your blankets and everything that you put onto your bed. So let's move on to the next category, the next color palette. And this is how we get up in the morning. Because this is the place where we're going to set a very clear sleep signal. Sleep doesn't start when we go to bed. It starts in the morning, in the moment we get up. And we want to get this right. So there are three things that we're going to do. Wake up, get up, tune up. And we want to do them right. So wake up. We have to wake up, right? A conventional alarm clock will fire off its alarm at a certain time. And our sleep is built up out of different sleep stages. And this alarm clock doesn't know that, right? So it can rip you out of deep sleep. And when that happens, you will feel scattered in the morning. You don't want that. So we want to use an alarm clock or might want to use one. It's an option. It's up to you. And our bodies adapt to conventional alarm clocks too. If you set it to a regular time, you will be higher likely to get, you know, ripped out of a light sleep stage too. But if you want to be sure, then you can use something like a light-based alarm clock. These alarm clocks will wake you up by dimming up the light or you can use a fitness tracker. That's what I'm doing at the moment, which will detect when you're in the light sleep stage and wake you up with a vibration alarm. After you woke up, you want to get up or we want to get up and we want to do this right away. Take somewhere between one and two minutes and get up. Avoid hitting the snooze button. This is pure torture. You can do that, you know, to treat yourself on a weekend when you know that you are allowed to sleep longer. But if you know you have to get up, it's just a waste of energy and it's a torture. So avoid that. Get up right away. Get a glass of water and hydrate. That's it. Next is tune up. Now we want to show our bodies that it's really time to get started. Powerful thing to do is to have that glass of water. We have that already. But now we want to get into light. It's best to get into sunlight. You can also use a daytime light. If it's still dark in the outside, get into bright light. Then you want to move your bodies. We don't want to have a power work out here, but we want to move our bodies to let our bodies know that the day is starting. So have a little walk. That's a good idea. You could also have a couple of push-ups, do a little bit of stretching exercises, anything that will let your heart rate go up a little bit. And um, when you've got that in place, you want to have a breakfast somewhere between, you know, in the first two hours. You don't have to hop out of bed and eat right away, but you should have a breakfast in the first two hours. And please don't skip that because you're too lazy. That's not good. So get a healthy breakfast 
and uh, do that. Another two things that I can throw out or as an inspiration, throw that at you at the moment is to have a cold shower in the morning. Uh, that's a thing I'm still in the cold shower challenge. So I can definitely tell you that's going to help you to wake up right away. You don't need that coffee after that. And to do the Wim Hof breathing exercise, both of these kind of shoot out a certain amount of adrenaline and that will help you to get started into the day with energy and that will help you to fall asleep when it's time to do so in the evening. So let's move on to the last category, the last color palette and this is the evening. Things that we can do in the evening to set a very strong sleep signal. We set one in the morning and now we're going to set one in the evening. Essentially, this is going to be a short one because parts have been covered in the bed bedroom category and other parts will be covered in two weeks when we're going to talk about the mind because that's kind of a major thing in the evening. But there are a couple of things that we want to take care of when it comes to our body too. Best keep in mind the 4-2-1 rule. Four hours before you go to bed, before we go to bed, it's a good time to have our last bigger meal. Two hours before we go to bed, we want to get into reduced, into dimmed light space. So best lock out sunlight out of the house if possible and try to dim down your lights. Uh, you can also buy blue light reduced uh, bulbs and replace yours at home. That's a good thing because our eyes got, have got little receptors in them and they pick up on light and in particular they pick up on blue light. And they hand this information over to a thing called the SCN in our brain. And the SCN is something like our inner clock. And as long as it picks up on blue light and gets that signal, it thinks and assumes that it's daytime and it can just be harder to fall asleep later on. Avoid blue light. And one hour before we go to bed, we want to avoid using smartphones, tablets, laptops, televisions, any light emitting screens basically because of the blue light too and there's another aspect to that that we're going to discuss in two weeks because uh, the even bigger part has to do with our minds so i'm only going to share another two things with you right now before we're going to close this up um, the first thing is that you could have a hot bath before you go to bed a hot bath will let your body temperature drop afterwards drop slightly and that can promote sleep and the other thing is to keep your bedroom just slightly cooler than the other rooms in your house. That's also known to let us sleep better. And just to give you a little bit of context, what we're doing right now. So we're in the body part. We're in the practice block, essentially. We're just trying to figure out what things relate to us, what really will help us sleep and, and what's enjoyable for us. So this week we covered the body. Next week we're going to cover the nutrition side. And in week number three of this block, we're going to discuss the mind and get inspired of things that we can do for our mind that will let us sleep better. So the first block, we got our mindset right. Now we're into the practice, the joyful practice. And after that, we're going to see how we make sustainable, enjoyable, lasting sleep habits, sleep and energy habits, must say, because a good night of sleep is the foundation for that. What we really want, high energy levels, feeling good, being in a good mood, being in a good state. But as always, it's up to you. You can patchwork all of those approaches out there or you can turn to this proven nine step system 
and take one step at a time to figure out your personal solution back to superb, deep, natural sleep and to those high energy levels. And one thing that I didn't mention before is that we want to measure what we're doing here. So it's always important, even if we're doing, taking joyful action, only doing things that we want to do to measure what we're doing. And at Sleep Trust, we use a thing called the Sleep Trust Sleep Navigator. This is essentially nothing more than a spreadsheet. Okay, it is a little bit more. There's a little bit of intelligence baked into it. You're going to get suggestions. But essentially, it's a spreadsheet that you can use to track what you're doing and what impact this has for your sleep quality and your energy levels. So if you don't know where to get started, go to sleeptrust.eu and download your version of the Sleep Trust Sleep Navigator. I'm going to drop a link to the Sleep Trust Sleep Navigator so that you can download the file to your computer to get started and it's going to be for free. So with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. To figure out what really helps our bodies when it comes to sleep, we want to get practice. And we want to do so by thinking in categories. Running through the categories bedroom, morning and evening will help you to figure out exactly what will promote sleep in your personal situation. You also want to think in your senses when it comes to finding even more things that you can do for your body that will promote a deep, relaxing sleep. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you're going to test a lot of colors in the next couple of days. And of course, that you tune in next week when we are going to talk and do the same thing all around nutrition. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, have a good sleep.